Welcome to the Inspiration Show podcast with your host, Natalie Ledwell. If you'd like to tune into the Inspiration Show TV channel and watch all of the episodes, as well as receive six pre-made mind movies valued at $234, please go to www.theinspirationshow.tv. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show and today I have a very special edition of The Inspiration Show. Now my special guest today is Julian Kulmar. Now Julian's work has been endorsed by at least one Nobel Peace Prize winner and also other people that you may know like uh, someone by the name of Jack Canfield who you know from The Secret. So um, every once in a while I come across a very special guest and I wish that everyone could spend at least a whole afternoon speaking to Julian. Now he has some amazing information to share with us and we're going to be spreading it over two uh, shows because we can't possibly fit it into one. So Julian, welcome to the show. Hi Natalie, thank you for having me. So Julian, first I'd like you to demonstrate how you radically changed your life through the inspired work that you do. So can you just give us a minute and describe what life was like before the unit first gave you a huge wake-up call? Sure, Natalie. All my life I've done technical and analytical stuff. I studied physics in school and spent most of my life working in engineering and software development. Early on I spent five years at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory where they do all the deep space missions and many other interesting projects. Most of my career has been spent on custom software development, but I've occasionally strayed into such things as industrial machinery repair, where both my electronics background and my software development background turned out to be a good match. I suppose if you need any more convincing of how left-brained I've been until recently, I can tell you that from about the age of 10, I modeled my life around Star Trek's Mr. Spock, completely shunning the feeling side of myself with a passion. At least, that's how it was until my wake-up call. So what happened that brought you here today? A completely changed man. Because the first 40 years of your life didn't hint that you'd be anything special except for maybe Mr. Spock's brother. <laughs> <laughs> well. The beginning of my radical life transformation from the highly technical and analytical world to doing the good work of the universe came about when I suffered a serious spine injury. And when I say serious, I mean that for three years of my life, I was literally in bed, flat on my back. I couldn't lie on my side or my stomach. The best I could do to get out of pain was to put pillows underneath my knees. During that time, I went through four unsuccessful spine surgeries and the fifth one left my spine in marginal condition with partial paralysis and risk, serious risk of loss of bladder and bowel functionality. Needless to say, while this transpired, the personal losses became staggering. I lost my ability to walk around freely. I couldn't drive. I couldn't work. I lost my career and my income. And I'd never again be able to fit into my little red sports car, if that means anything to you. So I had to sell that too. My previous life as a successful consultant and contractor was over. So, so how do you deal with something like that? I mean, you must have been depressed and pretty scared about the future. Well, actually, Natalie, that's the beginning of where this story that sounds so terrible was completely different than you might imagine. You see, I never considered my condition as being permanent. When I first found out I'd need surgery to get my life back, 
it was a relatively minor surgery, and although I was naturally scared of what might happen, because you just never know if you'll make it off the operating table, I knew I was headed back to life as usual. I recognized it for what it was. It was just a speed bump in my life. The pain, and being very, very careful, naturally, was about all I had to contend with, really. So I contented myself reading physics and mathematics books, true to my nature, until my surgery date. But when it became clear that this first surgery failed and I was down for the count, something strange happened to me. I didn't get depressed, and after 12 months or so, a doorway to a new life appeared to me by an unexpected question from a friend who saw me lying in bed and said something I'll never forget. They said, you know, you've been in this condition for over a year. You can't walk around, you can't drive, you've had to sell your sports car, you've lost your career and your income. How on earth can you still be so happy? <laughs> so what was your secret? Because most of us aren't that happy, except in maybe rare moments throughout our lives. Well, Natalie, this was the weird thing. I didn't know. I just lay there, speechless for a long time, totally dumbfounded by the question. They were right. I was happy, but I had no idea why or what to say to them. As I lay there day after day, their question kept coming back to me. It kept haunting me. Why was I so happy when most other people on the planet would be thoroughly depressed by my situation? The question just wouldn't go away, and after about two weeks, it finally dawned on me that, as a child, I was actually trained in how to create happiness for myself, regardless of my circumstances. I'd learned happiness from a master of happiness who taught me how to create happiness not as verbal lessons per se, but as a series of practical methods that I learned through observation. From my perspective lying in bed, I didn't think anything of this training. In fact, I was completely unaware of it, and if someone were to point it out to me, I wouldn't have thought that this was anything special. I thought everyone knew those lessons. I just thought it was normal. So it never actually occurred to me while I was lying there to be unhappy. It was only when faced with an extreme circumstance and this baffling question did I realize the good fortune I had growing up learning from a happiness master. So after two weeks, you realized that your childhood was very different to many other people's. So what changed for you? I know you mentioned that, that a doorway opened for you, and I know since speaking to you that this was the key to what you've accomplished since. Thank you for asking that, Natalie, because I'd like to share a key lesson I learned by way of the next pieces of the story. You see, what I didn't know is that something else was happening in the background that would serve as a great blessing to open my eyes to the world of spirituality and love in a much bigger way than I'd ever experienced. A friend of mine had written me a letter. They were unhappy, and this was not unusual for them. From my perspective, they'd been unhappy for decades, and they didn't have the good fortune I had to grow, grow up learning the way of happiness. So this letter arrived at the same time that I realized my very fortunate background in learning happiness, and I decided to write them a letter on how I achieved happiness in spite of my circumstances. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Now that I think about the way I wrote that letter, I realize how symbolic that was of my entire journey. You see, I wrote that letter lying flat on my back 
eyes literally looking heavenwards with an intent to help someone in need. So anyway, I'm, I'm writing this letter, pouring my love out to touch this person's life, putting down everything I learned about happiness from the old happiness master. And when I was halfway through writing page 35, I realized I had a problem. I had so much more to share about how to create happiness and no more paper. And it was at that moment that it dawned on me that if I wrote a book on how to create happiness, I could help not one, but thousands of people. So in that moment, I stopped writing the letter and I ended up never sending it to my friend. It would actually be over a, about a year, a little over a year before my friend received not the letter, but the book from me written for them from my heart with purity of intention to help another soul find their way. That's beautiful, Julian. Now, I know that you had a deeply personal and profound experience when you were writing your book. And it kind of went, you f took you from being unpublished to the world stage. So can you describe that for us? Natalie, this turn really took me by surprise, and I'd like to express it in terms of the law of attraction. What happened to me is that I wrote my book and then sent chapters of it to all my friends by mail. I was obviously excited at that point, and I knew, I just knew I'd done it. I'd created a phenomenal work on helping people create happiness in their lives by sharing the lessons from the old master. I knew they'd love it. Well, the chapters of the book came back in the mail with very helpful comments and suggestions, and it was unanimous. No one liked it. <laughs> no one. I couldn't believe it. So I read their comments again more carefully, and I realized that it wasn't enough to just make some changes. It had to be rewritten from scratch. But I was stuck lying in bed, and I was determined to show the lessons I'd learned from the old happiness master, so I set out with a powerful intention to get it right this time. After about six weeks of constant writing, I was thoroughly exhausted. So at the end of a long day of writing, I tuned into a television program that was half over. It was about the current state of affairs in Afghanistan and the horrible living conditions of its one million war refugees. Conditions were so bad in some places that one of the men interviewed wished that the Americans would come to bomb them, to put them out of their misery. Some of the refugees had eye infections so bad that it consumed half of their grossly swollen and discolored faces. They had lost their sight to eye infection for want of a few drops of antibiotics. Some refugees had not eaten in 15 days. These poor people had lost their homes, their lands, their farm animals, and their children to war, murderous raids, starvation, and infection. They had nothing to protect themselves from the sun but the clothing they wore on their backs. Villages refused them entry even to find work. They had nothing to look forward to, no place to go, and no reason to live. They had absolutely lost hope. And then, as I watched, suddenly a wave of enlightenment washed over me, and my eyes flooded with tears. In that moment, I suddenly understood so much more than the plight of the refugees. For the first time in my life, I finally understood the story I had mindlessly repeated a hundred times in my life about my own heritage. You see, my grandparents were war refugees. 
They escaped from Hungary during World War II and lived in refugee camps with their two small children. That night, on my television, I stared sadly, straight into the eyes of people who could have been my own grandparents sixty years earlier. Were it not for the kindness of strangers, I would not be there to write my book on happiness or bring you this story today. It became blazingly clear to me that this letter-turned book had a higher purpose still. Not only could I help my friend find happiness, help every reader, and start making myself a living, but part of the proceeds would buy help and hope for the refugees. I didn't know how I would do it back then, but I had the audacity to write in the preface of my book that I was now on an international mission to bring greater happiness to people's lives. So wait a minute. You're lying in bed. No one's heard of you. You've never published a book before. All you had was this bigger vision. So how does the law of attraction play into this? Because I know your story and we haven't even scratched the surface yet. Well, Natalie, what I've outlined so far is a journey that could have happened to any one of us, including having a bigger and brighter vision for the world. The challenges we face seem monumental when we're right there face to face with them, but there's a pattern in what happened to me, and when I point it out, suddenly all of this will make a lot of sense when you're trying to use the law of attraction. This pattern is present in the first part of my story, and it continues today. To explain it, I'd like to point out that I didn't set out to use the law of attraction, but in retrospect, I was using it each and every day. So let me explain what that pattern is that can multiply everyone's success with the law of attraction. When I set out to help my friend create greater happiness, it was with a purity of heart and intention for the love of a friend. I put every fiber of my being into every word I wrote on that letter with the sole purpose of giving in the most loving way I knew how. Now, you might think that love alone is the great transformative power, but there's something else more powerful, and as we go through the rest of the story, you'll see it over and over again, and especially with what I reveal in part two of this interview. And you'll see how this something extra led me to a place of being endorsed by people of the highest spiritual purity. What I've found is that the additional component that makes love so powerful is the intention to expand the scope of your love and to take actions consistently in full alignment with that intention. I'd like to repeat that if you don't mind. The additional component that makes love so powerful is the intention to expand the scope of your love and to take actions consistently in full alignment with that intention. By example, my awakening to the idea of writing a book instead of a letter was a spiritual idea given to me by the universe as I reached out in spirit to try to find the right words to express my loving intention. As I wrote, I paused many times to try to find the best way of expressing what I'd learned. It was during one of those pauses that the idea of writing a book came through. Now, here's the transformative power in action. In the very moment I made the conscious choice to pursue writing a book with the full force of my being, I crossed a one-way bridge to the next higher level. Love had inspired my actions to help someone else, and when I built up sufficient energy and intention through action to have the end result I wanted, 
I was able to hear the next inspired idea to take me to that next level. You can see this pattern again when I awoke to the plight of the world's 21 million war refugees. This staggeringly large number of people is the same number of people living on the entire continent of Australia. When I began taking action by donating part of the proceeds of my book to the UNHCR, which is the branch of the UN specifically to help the world's war refugees, I opened the next higher door to a greater life and greater possibilities. I was still a guy lying in bed who couldn't even get out into the world to promote his book, but the intention to expand the scope of my love opened new doors. And I'd like to illustrate how intention to love to be of service, to create goodness in a greater way than you presently think is possible, is the driving force that inspires the universe to deliver much more to you than you ever asked for when you started out trying to attract better things into your life. Expanding your love is the greatest power I know of to multiply the success you achieve through the law of attraction, and the life you lead as a result will be filled with a richness of meaning you never could have uh, gotten or found in any other way. I firmly believe that this richness is what is so desperately sought in today's hectic, over-communicated world. I believe it's the missing ingredient in people's lives, and you see it in every form of human suffering. It's called by many names, loneliness, depression, anxiety, stress, fear, unhappiness, lack of meaning, a sense of purposelessness, the feeling that it's an uncaring world. It just goes on and on. The reason for the problem is the focus on me. It's all about me getting the, the stuff in life that I want. But in the moment you put the full force and focus of your being on helping other people and then pursuing that focus with action and an intention to expand the scope of your love so that more and more people benefit from it, Everything, absolutely everything, changes for you. The law of attraction is about bringing goodness into physical and spiritual form. The more good stuff you want in your life, the more you have to give love. That's the great secret. That's awesome, Julian. I couldn't agree more. But Okay, so wait a minute. So all we know is that you're laying in bed and you've got a published book. So what happened next? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I guess I got a little excited and ahead of myself. Well, I did finish the book, but I realized that people have so little time to read anymore that it would be better if people could learn how to create happiness while they did other things. So I decided to publish the book as a set of audio CDs that people could listen to as they commuted and so on. So I recorded the audio CDs lying in bed and had them professionally produced. It took me over a year to finally properly reply to my friend's original letter with the very first set of CDs hot off the press. But as every author discovers sooner or later, whether they self-publish or use a commercial publisher, it's the author who has to promote the book. How on earth could I do this while lying in bed? That was my challenge. So I started reaching out to people who might be able to help me, and I came across an audio recording that would completely change my life. It was by another author, and upon hearing his words, I knew, I just knew, I had to work with this gifted man. I was so moved by the spirituality and humanity in this author's voice. So I found the author's email address to see if he would be interested in helping me promote my audiobook because he had a mailing list and I had a powerful product. 
So even though I was in bed, I had this vision that we could work together as a team, a joint venture marketing team. What I learned is that this author was one of the very first people on the internet to ever do a joint venture like this. In fact, he was one of the handful of internet marketing pioneers responsible for getting some of the first big companies and marketing gurus of today started on the path to earning income online. So I reached out to this guy because our combination of powerful product with powerful marketing sounded pretty promising to me. I couldn't believe it when, as, a, as spiritual as this guy was, he turned me down. <laughs> he was nice enough, but he said, no thanks. Well, I kept working at marketing my book while I was lying there in bed, and I got this idea for another product that was even more powerful in helping people become happier. And again, I thought about this author, so I reached out to him at the request of one of his friends who I bumped into by accident. He was sure the author would like this product, and he gave me the author's private phone number. I dialed the number, and I had a really nice conversation with him, but once again, he turned me down. This time, though, the universe would smile in my direction with its greater knowingness, because sometimes, when the front and back doors are locked, <laughs> sometimes the side door isn't. Two days after turning me down the second time, the author checked his email early in the morning, and there was an email from me. He knew what the email would say, of course. It was obviously a thank you for his time email. The only thing was that it wasn't. When he opened it and he read it, it would change both of our lives, partly because of what I wrote and partly because of what happened to him just before he read my email. The universe tapped his shoulder that morning and spoke to him in a voice that could not be ignored. You see, I didn't thank him for his time on the phone two days earlier, as you might expect. All right, so what on earth did you say to him that changed your lives forever? Well, Natalie, I told him I had two dear friends, one in Jerusalem, Israel, and the other in Beirut, Lebanon. I'd sent emails to both of them and then tried calling both of them, and neither one responded. You see, this was in the summer of 2006, when Israel and Lebanon were hurling bombs over the border at each other, and I told this author that I couldn't sleep because I was now very seriously concerned about whether my friends were even alive. So at 3.30 in the morning, I didn't write a courtesy thank you for your time email. Instead, I was lying awake, worrying about my friends and unable to sleep. And as I lay there in the darkness for half an hour, I finally asked the universe out loud, what on earth can I do to help make things better? I was then fully present in the moment, fully listening with an open heart, and the answer came immediately, and it echoed in my mind there in the darkness. The answer was as clear as if someone was right there in the darkened room speaking to me. The voice said, 10 million votes for peace. And I knew, I just knew, it had something to do with the author who turned me down again two days earlier. So at 4 a.m. I sent him an email expressing what I thought we could do together to help make things better. I just knew in my heart of hearts that this author would understand because I'd heard the spirit in this man's voice so long ago when I heard that original audio recording that made me want to work with him so badly. I knew he would get it. Okay, Julian, now before you say what happens next, I'd actually like to play that recording for everyone that's watching this video. 
because watching this, it only has 177 words, but it can absolutely change your life and the way that you apply the law of attraction if your soul is listening. Here it is, it's called The Legacy You Leave. All you will leave behind for the world to remember is your legacy. So ask yourself, will you have earned the respect of your peers and the admiration of your critics? Will you have acted humbly at the peak of success and graceful in the face of defeat? Will you have kept your childlike wonder and reveled in the beauty of the world and the small miracles that each day brought? Will you be remembered for how often you laughed and brought smiles to the hearts of others? Will small children and the elderly have been overjoyed to be around you? Will others have trusted you with their innermost secrets? Will you have forgiven and offered heartfelt apology? Will you have looked for the very best and done your utmost to build worth in others? Will you have fed a hungry child or clothed a naked man or given hope to a stranger in dire need? Will you have left this world a better place by the life you have lived? What legacy will you leave? Isn't that beautiful? Natalie, you know, as many times as I've heard those words, they still touch me to the core. So here I've sent this email in the wee hours of the morning and I finally get to sleep. Next thing I know, it's 6.42 in the morning and my phone is ringing. This time, it's the author calling me because of what happened to him that very morning. You see, by this point in the author's career, he'd become a well-known marketer and so every morning, he received hundreds of emails, mostly with offers to do joint venture marketing projects like I had proposed. Every morning, the same thing. Email after email, but this morning, something very different happened. Oh, he got his hundreds of emails, as usual, all right, but it was how they landed in his inbox that opened the side door of possibility and of spirit. The very first email he opened was a CNN news alert containing the latest gory details of the bloodbath in the Middle East. It was so gory that he literally felt nauseous. As the universe would have it, the very next email, out of all those hundreds of emails, tucked in right below the CNN news alert, was mine, in which I expressed a plan for what we could do together about the bloodbath in the Middle East. Within 19 hours, we had a whole team assembled, people who were all inspired by my message, and quickly we renamed the project to 10 Million Clicks for Peace, like mouse clicks. Within days, hundreds of people volunteered to help us. It wasn't long after that that we would receive endorsements by Nobel Peace Prize winner Archbishop Desmond Tutu, iconic spiritual teacher Deepak Chopra, the co-founder of Chicken Soup for the Soul books, and of course, in the secret, Jack Canfield, and even the grandson of Mahatma Gandhi, Arun Gandhi. Many, many other endorsements followed, and there I was, 
lying in bed. Julian, that is absolutely amazing. Natalie, I've come to believe that in the universe there are no accidents. A serious physical injury that would have crippled most emotionally and left them thoroughly depressed served instead to inspire me spiritually, and it made me ask, what more can I do? The universe continues to speak to me in its own way about the good we can all do together, and my life has been transformed into a mission to impact millions of people and literally change the world. And over the years, as I continued to work with the intention to love in ever-expanding form, the universe blessed me with the gift of finally being able to get out of bed. Natalie, I believe that sometimes the universe won't let you up until you've woken up to love. Julian, that's absolutely beautiful. Now, if you were to summarize everything you've learned up until that point, how would you do that? Natalie, I think if you examine the works of every great master of all true religions, it always comes down to love. To be very candid, when I began this journey, I didn't know how to love very well, even though I had seen many great examples of it in my life. If you focus your life on love and directing all thoughts, all feelings, and all actions towards what love would do in every circumstance, you're touching on the heart of mastery. When you do this, your life is filled with a richness unobtainable in any other way. As you listen to my audio CDs on happiness, you'll see my evolution from the very practical, analytical version of me, Mr. Spock, if you will, to a highly spiritual and loving version of me. Natalie, this whole journey of our lives is about learning to love in ever higher ways. That's what I've learned. Now, Julian, there are many books on happiness out there, but I don't think there's actually one based on the wisdom of a happiness master. Now, I know that your happiness CD actually supports your 10 million clicks for peace uh, foundation. So where can we send people to actually get their hands on these happiness CDs? Certainly, Natalie. For anyone interested in my book, please go to 10mc.org slash happy. That's 10mc.org slash happy. And if you purchase the physical CDs, all the money will go towards supporting our ongoing work at 10 Million Clicks for Peace to help war refugees and sponsor peace education. The electronic version of the CDs is also available there. It's a little less expensive, but that version goes to my personal account. So get the physical CDs and you're helping 10 Million Clicks for Peace build a more peaceful world. Now, Julian, I know that we're only halfway through your story and you've got so much more information to share, which we will do, we'll be doing in another show. But I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I know that, uh, guys, you must come back and listen to the other half of Julian's story. It is exceptionally inspiring and it will absolutely change your life. So make sure that you come back from, for, for that. Now, I encourage you to share this video and the information in it. And you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons above. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you put your email in the box above there. I'd love to send you my Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. I've got masters like Bob Proctor, John Asraf, Joe Vitale. It's valued at $87 and I'd like to give it to you for free. So make sure you put, you put your email in the box above there to get that. And also make sure you click on that banner to the side so you can go through to Julian's site, get your hands on that happiness CD and find out all about the 10 million clicks for peace um, foundation. So until next time, remember to live large, 
choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much, Natalie, for having me. Blessings to everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Inspiration Show podcast with Natalie Ledwell. Remember, if you'd like to check out the Inspiration Show TV channel and watch videos of all the episodes, as well as receive six pre-made mind movies valued at $234, please go to www.theinspirationshow.tv.